Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Becco and my partner, Hari. Hello. Great t-shirt there, Hari. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Valueinvestor.org. Great logo, don't you think? I do. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, Sure Cannibal. Sure Cannibalism. It's a continuation of our discussion from the previous episode. Uh, where we talked about the fundamentals of share cannibalism, why it's important, um, and the share buybacks, sort of the fundamentals of share buybacks. We talked about that in the previous episode. In this episode, we're going to uh, continue our discussion on share cannibalism, where to look for it, when you, lo- when you find it, what to look for, um, things along those lines. So before we start, give us a quick disclaimer, Hari. Yeah, Value Investor TV podcast is a uh, podcast that helps you understand educate yourself and entertain yourself on concepts behind value investing. We are not a uh, financial advisor. We don't know your specific financial situation. So if you make to make um, any you know financial decisions, contact a, uh, a, a reputable financial advisor before doing so. Awesome. Okay, let's uh, dive right in. So, Hari, for listeners who didn't listen to our previous episode, High level, at high level, what is share cannibal? Yeah, so share cannibals are companies that um, have a heavy emphasis on reducing their share count <clears throat> over a period of time. Um, let's say three years or five years, they, they spend a good amount of um, their free cash flow reducing their share count. And by doing so, they actually increase the earnings per share uh, for their their shareholders. So yeah. we are looking for companies that are basically driving value for their shareholders through capital allocation strategies. Awesome. So let's say um, Share Cannibal is very interesting. Let's say uh, we want to look for them. Uh, where, where, where could we go to find Share Cannibals? What, what sort of um, tools or, or um, kind of metrics do you look for? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we've struggled with as investors for for so long, you know, we've had a lot of experience looking and uh, share cannibals are a little bit harder to to search for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, You know, there are all these screening tools on the Web and some of them are are good. Some of them are a little bit harder to find. Um, And so, you know, one of the things that we had talked about earlier is that uh, Becco and I are building a website uh, to help you um, find companies. You know, it's a database. It's certainly not the the final place you should look. It's a starting point to look for companies and then use that to, uh, you know, to to go start your research efforts on finding businesses. So uh, we have done this, um, you know, to help ourselves. We've also feel like you know it's a, a community effort that we want to help you guys. So. You know, in the next few months, we'll be launching the website um, to help you guys look for these things. So in the future, we will, and we'll, of course, announce this when it's available, we'll provide a list of uh, both the Magic Formula uh, companies. We'll also provide a list of companies that are heavy cannibals. Um, and I, I mean, I want to mention to you guys, like, um, you know, some of the Wall Street firms that, you know, buy data, they spend you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to do this. So, you know, we are going to, you know, we're giving you the, this, this stuff to, you know, to help you find these, um, uh, find these companies and kickstart your own, your own value investing career. Um, you know, in the idea that you would, you know, um, 
you know, look for this, but you still have to do your own research. And we want to make sure that, you know, you don't just indiscriminately buy stuff off of a list like this. Because, I mean, I think it's a terrible thing that, you know, if you listen to us and then don't do your own work and, and, and go out there, I mean, that is the last thing I want anyone to do. If you're going to do it, uh, if you're going to go and invest, you know, and not do the work, then I would say, you know, buy an index fund or, or, or something else. But really, this is about doing your own work. So we want to help you um, because I think it can be daunting to look, you know, for companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to that end, we'll, prov- we'll help you with that list. But let's say you do get that list. And I think the list that I put together this last week, I think, had 140 companies on it. Well, that's a lot of companies to screen for, right? So what do you want to look for? Yeah in that list once you do have it and when you know we're hoping it by the end of summer it'll be available you know to our listeners to to look for um i think the first thing that you want to look at is the checklist right you want to actually look at this company just like any other company you would look at and um you know we've we put that checklist together and by the way you can email us info at valueinvestor.org or Twitter. Um, so info at valueinvestor.org. You can email us for the checklist. Um, or also you could, you could tweet, tweet to us, tweet us at valueinvestortv, at valueinvestortv. That's our handle for our checklist. Yeah. Um, so if you do uh, have that checklist in front of you, you know, what we're really looking for is we're trying to prevent companies like in the last episode, we talked about GNC, right? You would have looked at them and said, wow, they're really buying back a bunch of shares, but they were way overpaying for it. Um, So the checklist is kind of making sure that you understand, is there a moat for this company? What is the moat? How do I, how strong is the moat? Is it going to be protected in the event of, uh, you know, you know, the next few years, the next five years? And then really it gets down to the questions of around financials and, you know, how are they managing their their capital once they've generated it what are they doing with it afterwards mm-hmm. right and that's really where this gets into you know um the checklist will help you know identify those companies so um there's a few other things that we want to see is that is the is is the, if the company is expensive when they're buying back shares then the share buyback has very little impact right on the on the the price of uh, uh on the earnings per share Right, so we want to actually look at companies that are doing it when they are cheap. Right, so we'd mentioned that on mm-hmm. um, last episode, but we'd also covered two companies that are good, strong share cannibals, uh, Southwest and, and NVR. Yeah. If you haven't listened to those episodes, please do check them out. Uh, we, we cover kind of share cannibalism in, in, the comp- in those companies as well. Right, and one of the things that was interesting about both of them was their revenue growth was you know, not huge. It was like eight or 10%, but their earnings per share growth was like close to 30%. Mm -hmm. And that was all due to the cannibal uh, effect. Um, I mean, in Southwest case, they had some benefit from, um, you know, the reduction in competition and things like that uh, and cheap air, uh, cheap gas. But uh, for the most part, it it had a lot to do with their their cannibalism. So, um, you know, we want you to look at those those kind of things and are they will this buyback actually have a real impact on the the share price yeah and also i think the size of the buyback also matters in, yeah. in a lot of the cases some companies a lot of companies will do a small buyback here and there 
but yep. you're li- really looking for companies that are. It might be small, but it might you. You might be looking for companies that are doing maybe small to medium-sized buybacks for a long time, yep. or just doing a huge commitment on the buyback. Right. So in the billions, they're buying back a whole bunch of shares in the billions of dollars worth of stuff. So you're looking for those. Yeah, and I'll give you another example of a company that does is in the in in this intermediate state. Um, so Tractor Supply is a fantastic business. If you haven't um, ever looked them up, uh, they are a great company to look at. Uh, and they operate in a in a kind of a strange uh, sphere because they are um, they're rural for the most part. They don't have a lot of competition, um, and they are growing very well. But they also do uh, a large percentage of their free cash flow goes to dividends and and buybacks. Now the problem with their their buybacks are their buybacks are indiscriminate, right? So they do a significant buyback all the time. You know they just Every day, their their mm. broker basically buys back shares. Maybe not every day, but frequently. Mm. And the problem with that mentality is that it reduces the share count. But when they took a big hit uh, two years ago and they dropped to fifty dollars a share from like ninety, if they had just saved up all of the money that they had for the last five or six years for buybacks and just did it one time, then mm-hmm. they would have done so much better with their buyback. Uh, because they, at that time they were super cheap, mm-hmm. so you know it really gets back to how you you. It's not just the fact that they're doing a buyback, but they may authorize the buyback, but they actually put parameters around when they will do it. Mm-hmm. Is where it, where it really the rubber hits the road. Yeah, one thing that really is interesting to me is in the we talked about this book many times, but particularly in the last episode, this outsider book. You know, one of the things that the book really hammers on is the shareholder value, shareholder maximizing shareholder value, and um, you know one of the one of the key ideas that the book really describes in detail is good and good good CEOs are good investors. Yeah. So I'm going to say that one more time. Good CEOs are good investors, and the reason why that is the case is a buyback is a great example. When you know the valuation of your own company and you are an investor of that company, you know when to buy the shares because you will know, oh, the price is, let's say, below 50, and below 50 is a good value, and you can buy a whole bunch of shares then. Right. It's the same mentality as investor, as the same mentality as investor compared to you know, a CEO in, the, in, this, in this situation. So I think that was a pretty pointed uh, point of view from, yeah. from the author. Yeah, and I, I think it's an important... Um concept to remember when you're looking at these companies is if you're an NVR or Southwest, you're probably okay buying back all the time because the share price never really gets too crazy relative to their valuation. Um, but if you're buying back when, like in GNC's case, when it's really expensive, there's no benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually destroying shareholder value. Um, and in this case, you know, destroying the company itself. Mm-hmm. And in, when you look at it from the perspective of um, tractor supply, they're a great business, and they allocate capital somewhat well. But if they had done it more judiciously, it would have had a much bigger impact, mm-hmm. right? And they're a great business; they grow at a you know very high rate of return. And mm-hmm. you know, I I bought tractor supply at fifty dollars a share for my dad's portfolio, um, and it went up to ninety. Hundred and ten dollars a share, somewhere around ninety. I sold it, 
there's a great rate of return. But if they had done their allocation better, I would have held on to that stock forever, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a literally a forever company. Um, you know, one of those the best run businesses I've seen. But that capital allocation decision making made me pause, you know, because I don't want them to just, you know, when they're at one hundred and ten dollars a share, they're, you know, trading at a PE of like thirty. That's not a good use of my money to spend, mm-hmm. you know, on on that. So, um, so that's that's how we want to think about these mm-hmm. these problems because it gets back to the opportunity cost of every decision making. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add in this episode, Hari? Before we close out our discussion around sure cannibals. Uh, so no, I, I think um, I'm really excited to to get this website out and you know f- for everyone to see because I think it'll help you start looking for companies that are interesting. Uh, and you know if you are if you're if you're trying, if you're struggling with, you know, you've seen all of these concepts and, you know, we get a lot of emails from people who are, you know, present to us companies and things like that, that they'd like us to review. And we love hearing from you guys and we love talking about the companies that you suggest. Um, you know, I think this is one of those lists, just like spinoffs and just like um, the magic formula. It's a, it's a great list for high High value, high return targets, right? For sure. And so that's the kind of thing that we want to put on the website is, Mm -hmm. you know, companies that are going to be interesting targets for Mm -hmm. you guys to look at. And um, that's why I'm excited about these because, you know, look, if Buffett says it's a good idea, then it it's pretty (laughs) sure it's a good idea. So yeah, um, exactly. And that's and that's why we want to learn what he has learned uh, for the last sixty years. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we are as we develop this website, um, I think it'd be really beneficial to get initial feedback. So if you guys are interested in sort of beta testing our website, our product, um, please feel free to reach out to us at info at valueinvestor.org with that intention. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll collecting our beta test beta testers. Um, yeah. So please do reach out to us uh, for that. And also what would be really helpful, like I mentioned in the last episode is we're really trying to get our, get our, get ourselves out there. Um, and we've been hearing a lot from you guys about how uh, our podcast has been helpful and that's been really encouraging. It's, it's, you know, one of the things that it's one of, I'd say one of the few things that it's really keeping us going with this episode, with these podcasts. So keep them coming, but also what would be really helpful is, um, uh, on, on Apple Podcast, um, give us give us five star rating. I think that would be really helpful us to get ourselves out there. Um, I want everybody uh, to 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 take control of their their financial health and to own their financial future. And I hope uh, I hope our podcast could be could be could be some some help uh, in that in that journey. So uh, please please do that for us. I think that would be really helpful. And tell your friends too. Oh yeah, all your friends and that everybody you've ever met, everybody on Facebook. that would also help too awesome all right thank you guys for joining us we'll see you in the next episode thanks Thanks.